Hello, welcome to The Offshoot, and I'm the host, Lee Sean Nelson. And today we have a special guest, Damon Pollard, who will talk about real estate and what it means to protect Black Americans and Native Americans in the real estate industry. Damon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about you before we get started. Okay. Um, like Sean said, my name is Damon Pollard. I have um, been in the financial services industry for a long time. I spent 17 and a half years in banking on the financing side of uh, real estate and uh, financial services. And now I am a realtor and I've been in the business for about seven years going on. I mean, six years going on seven years now. Okay, we just say seven years. Yes. So we keep it simple. Mm -hmm. So as we all know, uh, right now across the country, uh, the housing market is kind of crazy. The prices of homes have gone up. They continue to go up. Yes. Uh, I'm very grateful. I mean, considering as a homeowner, but at the same time, I wonder and I'm concerned about other Americans, Black Americans, Native Americans, Latino Americans, and I wonder if they are able to get into the housing market um, with interest rates increasing and with the price of homes going up. What are you seeing out there, and is there anything that can be done to mitigate those things for Black Americans and Native Americans? So uh, I'm great you asked that question because I was just having a phone conversation earlier today about the very same thing. Um, with the prices so very high, um, and the rates going up, because um, mm -hmm. usually the uh, the prices will go down when the rates go up, but it's not yeah. happening in this uh, region here in Washington, D.C. or the surrounding areas. The prices are still going higher and the rates are still going higher as well. Um, and with it going that way, it's blocking a lot of people out of being able to purchase. And I'm assuming that when you say blocking, it's mostly black Americans. Uh, yes, black and brown people, yes. Okay. Um, and most of my clientele are black and brown people as mm -hmm. well. Um, and a lot of them that were once able to afford two months ago uh -huh. are now not able to afford what That's they were once pre really? yes, so pre-qualified for, for. So, so those we're folks who are getting like 2.75% are not having to pay what, like 3.5 or 4%? Um, that's through 5%. Really? <laughs> yes. That's like almost double. Absolutely. Where I've been seeing rates lately at 5%, 4.89. Um, so how much would that increase a person's mortgage if the mortgage is about $500,000? Um, that will take them up several hundred dollars. Um, mm. I would say $400, $500. Um, okay. When it was already, you know, and, and banks go a lot on debt income ratio. Okay. So... Let's say, for instance, I had a client who was approved at two fifty mm -hmm. um, a month ago. Mm -hmm. Now that rates have gone up, they are now approved for two hundred. Wow! You know, so that's fifty thousand. That's they can't. So that can take a person out of a certain neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely, take them out of a certain neighborhood. Wow! Okay. And you know, a lot of um, people in this region, we fall in the area of affordability between that. Two hundred fifty thousand mm -hmm. to about six hundred thousand. So that's considered middle class. That's considered I would I would consider middle class. Yes. Okay. Um, and the inventory is so low in that range of two fifty mm -hmm. to six hundred, you know. Um, and and now with people paying over appraised value, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have a lot of cash sitting on the side, and ready a lot, to a pay, lot of us people of color do not. And a lot of us people of color do not have that amount of cash. But I have people paying. 30, 40, 50,000 over appraised wow. value to get into a house in DC um, because people want that DC address. And, and for people who already live in DC who are renting who want to purchase, they can't stay in DC. They have to go yeah. further away. They have to go to Baltimore. They have to go down to, 
and I'm not going to even say Virginia, but they have to go to other parts of Maryland. Yeah. Um, so where for, they can afford for you as an agent of course that's good because that means more commission for you but uh what does that mean for like you said the black americans uh people of color in this city mm -hmm. and just say cities like atlanta mm -hmm. or new york or san francisco la houston whatever uh what does that mean for them when they can't stay in the communities where they live for say their entire lives yes so what i want to say first um it's great to get commission. Yeah. I do real estate <laughs> because I enjoy real estate. Um, the money is a bonus. Okay, that's but important. I really like what you do. Uh, <laughs> love and enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, but correct. Um, when people don't get to stay in their communities where they yeah. they lived most of their lives or were raised mm -hmm. or grew up in, um, it, it's it could be a culture shock for their children mm -hmm. um, because they have to go into new environments. And I know a lot of parents don't like to pull their kids um, when they have created bonds yeah. with friends in certain neighborhoods. But um, some parents, they do want a better life for their kids. And, and then they want to also um, have something to be able to pass on to their children. Yeah. And... Um, People who were once in D.C. have to move out of D.C. Yeah. now. You which know? is very, very, um, very sad. We, we, uh, mm -hmm. I see that happen in my very own neighborhood, yes. which kills me. But let's get to the heart of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, Let's get into the institutions, uh, the systemic problems um, that basically keep people of color, and I'm, you know, Latinos, Black Americans, Native Americans, let's get to the heart of what really is keeping us out of it. Is it the, is it our careers and the jobs that we have that don't pay equal to what, let's say, our white friends are making. Is that part of the problem? That is or part of the problem. Mm -hmm. I would say that is um, part of the problem. Um, there are jobs that where we are equally qualified mm -hmm. um, as other our counterparts that are other races, um, and we're not getting the same opportunity with regards to the income. Okay. Um, and I, I do. I really agree with that. Is part of the problem. Okay. So with that being part of the problem, I know that you can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. um, but as a real estate agent, uh, are there things that you think that could be put in place to kind of mitigate that or so to keep uh, people in their communities uh, or to make it more so that people can buy homes in neighborhoods around the city? Um, so one thing, um, one part that I feel like that could help is financial literacy. Okay. Offering financial literacy to black and brown communities at an early age. Um, high school, middle school, mm -hmm. elementary yeah. school, and, and continue to keep it going. If you do a class in elementary school, have something offered in middle school, have something offered in high school, college, you know. Um, I think that's very important okay. um, to save, um, being taught how to save. And a lot of our parents, um, um, some of our parents did, but a lot of our parents, you know, we worked and had to spend everything we had to take care of the family. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah. a lot of our parents may not have known how to, teach us about financial literacy. Correct. Yeah. So I think as um, people then, in the community, mm -hmm. I think it's up to us to try to um, foster this and to, to try to teach younger yeah. people coming after us about um, financial literacy and saving and the importance of debt and, and yeah. credit cards and, and home ownership. And it, and, seems like that. and it seems as though we don't learn these financial lessons until we go through some financial hardships ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and usually it's in our 20s yep. uh, when we should be you know, building or starting out with our first home, if you will. Uh, I didn't buy my first property until I was in my 30s, mm -hmm. um, but I had the opportunity to buy a property in my 20s, but 
I felt like I didn't have the income to do so. Okay. Uh, and I feel for all young people uh, who feel that way. So uh, I do think that you're correct when it comes to the financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, again, can uh, the institutions, you, you think, that, that they, what role can they play in mitigating that? So, um, I mean, as and I'm referring as, to like, the banks or the mortgage companies, the, the, the service providers, uh, or, or even the uh, real estate brokers themselves. Yeah. So I know as far as with the banks, um, and, I, and I bring up a recent article that I read with regards to Wells Fargo declining a certain percentage of um, loans that African-Americans applied for, okay. um, mortgage loans and, and um, refinancing. Um, that was a huge article in the paper a couple of weeks ago. And um, it was very unfortunate you know, when they pulled the numbers and they saw that over half of the applicants who were African-American were declined. Mm. And um, that was before interest rates started to increase. Before interest rates started to increase. Yes. It, it was sometime last year. Um, wow. So, and I'm not quite sure exactly when it was, but that was disheartening to see something like that. And, um, yeah. and, and that just goes, you know, what we're talking about, um, you know, it's kind of putting us in a box. Yeah, which is not good because if interest rates are going up right now, if interest rates, like you said, if you're seeing 5% and late last year when Wells Fargo was doing this uh, and they were denying 50% of black Americans, it's probably worse now than it was four months ago. Correct. And if we're even able to qualify now, we're if we refinance, we're still we're probably going to have a higher payment than what we had, you know, because yeah. the rates are so doggone high. It's it's it's. That's, that's sad. You know, it's, it's very sad. Well, let's flip it a little bit. Okay. What about those of us who are trying to sell their homes? Because I have friends who are right now in the process of trying to sell their homes. And uh, so it's the it's seller's market. It so is. hopefully they'll do very well. But when you sell a home, you have to get your home appraised. Correct. Okay. But tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, are we seeing appraisers be, being fair when it comes to a home that's owned by say a black family versus a home that's owned by a white family, even um, in the same community? So um, from a lot of stuff that I've read, um, I am hearing that they are not being fair. If it is an African-American um, um, resident living in the home or owner, mm-hmm. um, yes, I've, I've read articles that their values are lower than if it were a white person owning the home next door, mm. same type of house, yeah. similar comps, um, that the African-American home would get valued a little lower. And Which that's so unfair. It's um, taking, well, it's it's taking, that's taking money. That's taking wealth from that family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wealth and money from that family. Yeah. Again, so that's institutional. So do you think that there is anything that the institutions could do to protect uh, black Americans from being impacted by low appraisals? Um, should, should there be protections for black Americans so they don't, uh, well, I should say people of color so that we don't get these low appraisals? Yes. Yeah, so it's going to have to, they're going to have to figure out a way. Um, I mean, I don't have the answer to that, but um, yeah. somehow there has to be some way that, that people get um, um, these institutions, these appraisers who are doing this, yeah. that they get some type of repercussions for this. Because um, now what I will say, appraisers, a different appraiser can go to a home and pull up a totally different value than yeah. another appraiser can. Um, it's based on their opinion. But let me ask you this, mm-hmm. uh, and this may not be a question you can answer, but just give me your thoughts. Uh, are there many 
black American appraisers in the industry? Do you, do you come across many black appraisers? <laughs> I have not. I think mm -hmm. over the seven years that I've been doing real estate, I've probably seen one African American appraisal. Wow. Appraiser. So therefore, we need more black American appraisers in the industry. We do. We do. And I, um, they have classes they offer here in Maryland um, for people who want to get into that industry. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it is um, good. We probably need more African American and, and brown people um, getting into that industry. Wow. Yes. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. And so, again, when it comes to protections for black and African American people, mm -hmm. Native Americans, other people of color, uh, when it comes to the real estate industry buying in or selling, mm -hmm. uh, you do think that there should be some protections uh, out there coming from these institutions? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they should um, have those protections out there. Um, the, the answer as to what that should be, um, I don't know. But mm -hmm. we, the people who have power or who are in power, we need yeah. to come together and figure that out. Yeah, um, I really do. That our leaders, yeah. our council members, our local government, national government, and, and, and I'm sure it's not happening. I'm only um, licensed in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C., mm -hmm. but I'm sure this is happening all over the country. I'm sure that it is um, as well. And so we need to get to a national level and um, and talk about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this platform is all about talking about that. And yeah. so I hope to have you back again to discuss this further. Definitely. I'd love to come back. Thank you for having okay. me. And thank you all for taking part in this conversation of The Offshoot. Please be sure to like and subscribe uh, The Offshoot on YouTube. And be sure to go to Twitter and follow us. Or you can check out the website at www.theoffshoot.org. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on The Offshoot. Thank you. Goodbye.